and then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Did it's Zoe a different vibe. Clap? I did clap. I okay. did clap. It, for whatever reason, my mic cuts it out. Okay. I think it's the sound gate that Discord does. But I had like a hard panic there because I only heard one clap and I was like, oh no. <laughs> nah, we're good. I see Sweet. a very stark line in my recording. We should be good. Great. Okay. We are listening, by the way, to Chill Beats to Freeze to, the Flow Beyond <laughs> Ambient mix that Zoe found on YouTube just a minute ago, which I think is from this OST. And it's, oh wait, you know what? It makes it even hype, more hype. It's um, from the studio who made this game, which like, no way. great call on their part. Wow. Yeah, that that's their studio name. Genius marketing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's, that pleases me yeah plus five loyalty for elena <laughs> on that one <laughs> dude we find ourselves in a totally different game and a totally different game system and a totally different world after god the weeks and months of open world games and first person and yeah wow like the intensity of cyberpunk and god literally the hours. last two months have been just open world extravaganza like hardcore hours plugged in high octane at times like mm-hmm. <laughs> it is definitely different now man mccoy you should like definitely put this link in like the description because it's just like people need to know where the vibes are at right now i feel yeah. so relaxed <laughs> dude the vibes Turn, are yeah this is part of me just wonders like Okay, some people just don't give a fucking podcast. Now, the podcast reckoning are coming, and some of them have already come, but you know, there was a many year period, must have been four or five, longer, six, seven, eight, when people would just put the music at the podcast anyways, and then they would just say, well, we're not monetizing it directly. Like, we're not monetizing the song, and I don't know, I just, I never could bring myself to do that, except for at the very beginning, don't tell anyone. Um, but like, I wish. I do too. So much, because like, Think about it. Oh. Oh. It started over. Oh. Okay, okay, it's fine. Everything's okay. fine. It, it changed. <laughs> if, if you're synced with us, you know the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, Goddamn. Um, I guess I was just going to say, like, imagine how cool it would be to be able to share this with someone, like, perfectly synced up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, like, give them this exact vibe. Because, like, goddamn. Like, will we even talk of any value today maybe but the vibe yeah, the Ooh. vibe is pristine pristine vibe so damn how have people been i okay and the reason sorry i asked you that question but don't answer yet but the reason why i asked that is only because we find ourselves as three today which True. is like the numbers are dwindling <laughs> you know we're saying? losing people as time yes, goes on people are people. freezing out there on the ice <laughs> Pretty sure James freezed out on the ice. And Gabe um, abandoned ship. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gabe went with the captain. So Yeah, he took a bunch of the food and it's just gone. So, you know. Um, but it's always going to be like a little bit more chill. Yeah. That's all. One reason. So how mm-hmm. are people? Good. Great. Yeah. I'm doing very well. Just enjoying the nice rainfall outside this lovely instrumental music with some tea and a blanket it's like i almost want to like start a meditation right now Mm. just to be like you know 
center yourself. Think about all of the terrible things that are going to happen to your crew as you play the Pale Beyond. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> Cry <that's>... for them. <laughs> You're going to have to eat the dogs. No, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, wait a minute. You don't have to eat the dogs, do you? I, I mean, haven't gotten there yet. You don't have to, but by choice. You can eat the dogs? I don't know. I haven't actually gotten there. But oh, my it's... God. I just, okay, sorry, so wait. Like... I like, Let's just like get into it a little bit. This is <laughs> my choice of game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's called The Pale Beyond. It's been on my wish list for a while. I think I heard about it from, I want to say, one of Skill Up's like, weekly roundup type videos. And he, I think he was, I think it's from him as he was talking about it. And it stood out to me as being my kind of vibe. Um, but when this game came out, which I think it's relatively recently. Hold on, Elena. Okay. You're making such excellent points. But I don't think the meditation landed on you. The vibes aren't chill enough. <laughs> Fuck. She's doing fine. All right, oh, how fine. dare you interrupt her? <laughs> so hard to recover from that, McCoy. <laughs> um february 2023 is when this came out so relatively Mm -hmm. recent the like one well and so just describe to me though what is what is quote-unquote your vibe in terms of a game um i mean i have many vibes but one of the types of games that i've historically liked are and I'm sure there's a name for them, and I'm not a capital G enough of a gamer to actually know, but, like, Frostpunk style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, Frostpunk. There's a game called Surviving Mars. These kind of, like, survival management games. Mm-hmm. Where you liked Green Hell when we played it I last did year, like Green right? Hell, yeah. So if you're willing to go into Green Hell, then it is just, I want to say, survival. I Yeah. But this game in particular is, like, a subgenre of that. I wouldn't know the best term for it but yeah survival uh survival management sounds it seems like a reasonable if it's not called that someone should consider calling it that um but yeah these types of games where there's not enough to go around is that fair to say yeah where things are you Mm -hmm. have to make choices you have to min max things to optimize you have to solve problems and figure out how you're going to survive something I'd say generally speaking, you don't get it right the first try. Like mm. there is an aspect. I think the thing that really draws me to these games is I like, I mean, I like the management. I like min-maxing. I like the strategy. But I also really like, I consider them to kind of be puzzle games. You have to figure out what's going to work and like what things are important, what things aren't. And so to me, the fun of these games is getting into a point where I feel like I understand them and then i'm done like once i solve them i'm done playing Hmm. um so in that case it's actually a similar gameplay style to like how you were with like civ yes i think that they're similar to civ in a lot of ways i mean they're still that's a management game Mm -hmm. and in some ways management survival um yeah i think these types of games too want to add on to that are really suited for you because one of your favorite things to do is to I don't describe it's like in a disagreement i don't even necessarily mean with me or whatever but i just mean in general it's like one of the parties might have to be wrong and suck it up you know uh-huh. what i mean and that's kind of like one of your like i I can imagine so many people coming to the captain's office and being like hey like we should do this and you're like that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah like like i feel like that's <laughs> something that you could do a lot say better than me whereas this game is just in the process of punishing me for being nice to fucking everybody 
You know what I mean? Yeah, not everyone can have what they want in these games. You got to make hard choices. Mm-hmm. It think, was it yeah. was very interesting because um, I told Brandon about this game. We've we've been playing this game co-op in that I stream it to him. He watches and we kind of will discuss things as we play. But one of the first things he told me when I told him about the game and he briefly looked it up just to get like a synopsis of like what the game's about. He's like, Zoe, you're going to hate this game. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that? And he's like, because the the number one recommendation is to not always be a people pleaser and you're going to have a hard time telling people no. And I'm like, I will. Yes, you're yeah. right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> Yep. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's so true, though. Like, I think to be successful in this game, you do have to make the hard decisions. And that is going to upset people on your crew. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, to me, nothing feels worse than when you get that minus five or minus 10 loyalty from someone. And you're like, ouch, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, these games, when they're well done, like it feels like you're balancing on a razor's edge. And I think, like, I remember when I first played Frostpunk, like, Frostpunk feels like you're just barely scraping by, and then in every playthrough, you inevitably hit a point where you know that you're no longer scraping by, and, like, you've tipped just slightly towards, like, the not enough side, and things are just slowly but surely spiraling out of control, and there's nothing you can do about it, and eventually your run is over. Um, and like the sense, like the feeling that I have when I solve these games is that I've just slightly tipped in the other direction, and I'm like just slightly ahead of what I need, and then it's okay. Then I know I've essentially beat the game. But, like, figuring out where that exact razor's edge is between, like, people are happy enough, but not everyone can be happy. Like, there is enough food, but, like, there's probably sometimes you're not going to quite have enough to go around. Like, those types of just, like, it's right on that balance. And I, I like the process of trying to find the balance. That balance is, like, it's very familiar in all sorts of different types of games like i think of slay the spire mm-hmm. as that sort mm-hmm. of balance yeah i guess that's the curve right and so yeah, it's like being ahead of the curve or being behind behind the curve and like i think this game has a bunch of not a bunch but at least a couple that it comes to mind of like signifiers of like what the curve is so it's like if you open one of the doors in the lower deck on your ship and you get to like grab things mm-hmm. you can grab long-term benefits short-term benefits mm-hmm. so you could grab well every time you hunt large game you'll get an extra one it's right. very risky to do so so getting an extra one's pretty hype and they're pretty high on resources and you would take that every day of the week if you were ahead of the curve right. and you would seriously consider it on the curve but if you're behind the curve you might have to instead take coal right you know what i mean right so it's like that sort of thing or or for example like certain creatures can be used either as food or as heat like a fuel source yeah and some of them you could just tell by rough you know paper math that they're inefficient at one thing you know oh you could use it as food but it's way better as a fuel source or vice versa Mm -hmm. and if you find yourself so desperate that you're using an inefficient thing you're using the thing in the wrong way yeah that's how you know you're starting to fall behind the curve right yep yeah and i can tell you as like 
a, a long time player of these types of games. Like if you didn't take the long term benefits when you were going through those under, you know, being put underwater rooms, like you're going to have a bad time. Like you wanted those long term benefits. You didn't want to take coal. Like the coal is essentially useless to you. Until it isn't right until you need it. And so there's like, and it depends on the type of game and the way that they, the game reacts to the curve or the way your strategy reacts to the curve and all sorts of things. Cause like sometimes, you know, to do something inefficiently, like to use something that was meant to be a fuel source, but instead use it for food mm-hmm. can be the thing that gets you by, mm-hmm. that gets you to the next place where you have that boon of resources or you have that next thing that comes in or your dogs are back, whatever. But other times and in other games, sometimes doing that is literally just, I mean, it's like bailing water out of a sinking ship, right? It's just like, you don't stand a chance from there and you know that by being inefficient, you're just, it's over. So it just sort of, it depends on the way the balance is. Yeah. Right. And I would say on this game so far, at least, and we talk a bit about how far we've gotten because it's sort of a long game and it's like, it's in a bit green hell esque as silly as this sounds to compare those two. Um, it's just like, it's a bit of survival with story too. Like there's a clearly yeah. a journey that you're going on in this game. And, uh, and as a result, it isn't as much about just like killing you in the first 10 seconds and having you try again, mm-hmm. where a lot of these games are like that. So I think the balance, at least so far, has been on the more, I don't want to say easier side. No, like, I would agree with that. I but think like it not is. to criticize it, you know what I no, mean? No, not at all. Just to say like they want you to get further in the game and in the story and into the ice yeah. as it will mm-hmm. you know i think that's too yeah and oh go ahead Zoe. well and i was gonna say you can also like in a way like they talk a lot about how your like story tree is updated so like and then they talk about like pruning back weeks so it's like when if or when you do fail um you can prune back your story any number of weeks to when things started getting bad mm-hmm. and seeing if you can make different decisions or allocate different things, you know, re like, you know, go back into those rooms to grab different supplies. Cause as it turns out later, you, you really needed a certain thing, or you didn't realize that uh, a certain thing requires three scientists and you, you know, had already assigned a scientist to something. And so you, you know, you need to go back and, try to like you know reallocate people and the work they do um i think they're very for for a survival game i find it even though you have to redo the entire week i do find that option of just like pruning back a week and being able to start from there as opposed to start completely over to be very forgiving for a game like this yeah yeah and i like i have so i haven't had to like i guess fully use their save system like i haven't had catastrophic failure yet where i'm like oh fuck i gotta like really go back and fix this um but i i like the idea of their save system of like being able to go back as far as you want but not having to completely restart um because again like in games like frostpunk like when you fail you have to go back to the very beginning and re go through all of your choices even if some of them are right mm-hmm. um, and they change it up very much so to, to it's like a whole different style because it's like probably more about random events happening to you yeah rather than a story like it's just a very different yeah. structure yeah i think that the story is really 
cool with it. It's definitely the most I've ever seen a story put into one of these games. Um, and that mm-hmm. was part of what drew me in too. Like I, for me at least, I, I really think the premise is cool for this game of like, you're one of those old timey Arctic explorers and you're going out and you're inevitably going to get caught in the ice. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I read these like books and stories when I was a kid of like the old explorers who went out and I mean, froze to death out there and people found them later or survived. Um, so I think it's a cool premise for a survival game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool art style I, I also too. just really like the, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the art style is very interesting. Like the, I think the description said it's like based on like, or like inspired by like those like Victorian era sketches that explorers would do mm-hmm. and even like on your ship you do have a journalist that follows you and she takes sepia toned photos that are just very reminiscent for the time um that you can look through um to see you know life of your crew aboard um it's very interesting in that way and it's also just kind of like a, a topic that isn't isn't always i guess like done in a in a video game like a survival setting um so i i mean i was i was really intrigued by and i think the way that they're revealing the story too is uh is rather interesting with having you be the first mate and you can reveal as much or as little of that story as you want it's all dependent on how you as the player want to move about the world i mean you can mainline I guess the story where you only select yellow coded icons that progress the story, or you could, you know, oh, I I always do like something like every single like I guess segment of the day, morning, afternoon, evening. I will always make a one one clean sweep around the entire ship, yeah. just making sure that I catch everybody and I talk to everybody, see if they have any insights and. I don't know how important it is. It's pro- I'm probably overthinking it a little too much, but I just have like notes on like all of my crew members and like little things that they say as asides of, you know, if one says that they get seasick or something, I make sure to write down that this person gets seasick to maybe have them avoid doing something that could anger that. Like, I don't know if the mm-hmm. game would actually like think that far, but like I do like that process of getting to know the crew a little bit and in a way, like, RPing my decisions based off of that. Yeah, I feel like this is a much more personal take on this genre. Like, it's... I, I've played some before that have, like, different factions, kind of, that you need to have relation, like, relationships with. And definitely morale is, I think, always an aspect of these types of, like, survival games. Um, like, you have to keep people generally happy enough. But I do... I am really enjoying it, like... There's individual characters that you need to know. And it does feel like there's an aspect to, like, so I don't know if they'll go as far as, like, needing to, rem- I mean, maybe, like, we need to remember that this guy gets seasick. But there's definitely, seems like there's an aspect of remembering what types of things they like to be told. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's some yeah. members of your crew who are very loyal to the original captain. And if you say anything, like, ske- you know, like, bad or questioning of the original captain, like, they will immediately dislike that. Um, whereas if you say something like, oh, yeah, you know, he must have been a great captain. You guys really liked him. Then they are, they like that, basically. Um, 
So I'm enjoying that piece of it where it's not just like big faceless faction. It's like in, it's an individual person that you need to remember something about. Um, and I can see down the line a little bit, like clearly like there's certain characters who are very attached to different things and that having something happen to them will be difficult. Like for example, the one thing I knew about this game before going in, except for that it's this, you know, ship expedition gone wrong in the ice is that it was like very well known for the fact that you can eat the dogs when Mm. things get really hard and that many players have to turn to eating the dogs basically Mm. and that that's a harrowing decision for like players who are attacked i mean the dogs are very cute you can pet them they bark they're adorable um there's a lot of dog fan service in this game a lot of dog fan service but then Mm -hmm. they let you eat them but you can see that like that would have a huge effect on that character i can't remember her name right now lady uh, something Claudel? yeah i think it's probably it starts with a c that's the all mistress of the dogs <laughs> right if you i'm cordell. sure lady cordell there you go yeah i'm sure if you choose to eat one of her dogs she's gonna be pissed she eat her first bro i mean it, that could happen <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a it's an actually like quite unique feeling one of these not that i'm an expert in this genre by any means but it's just very much outside of what i would like expect Mm -hmm. it has a lot of the like creativity of like the sort of time period and and story and it it feels golden Mm idol-esque where it's like it's like a little like it's just like a little deeper. I, I I'm not sure if it's as, quite as much as Golden Idol. It's not that the comparison is really necessary, but it's just, it's like it's going for, like the setting is like really important, and like like deep in it, and like the look of it, and the feel yeah. of it, and like the, the just sort of like storytelling. It's, yeah, and then as a result, I think it's also, perhaps like simpler than like some of these like crazy management sims i've mm-hmm. seen but even some of the more like standard ones i would say so far at least it's significantly easier than some of the other ones that i've played and i mm-hmm. like full disclosure haven't gotten that far into it yet so i don't know it may i mean a lot of times these games have like real turning points mm-hmm. um but so far has not been as hard as i would consider a lot of the other ones to be like Frostpunk is brutal um even playing that on normal so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i seem to remember like green hell was like really in my opinion very intense on like the types of like management that you had to deal with like for me like dealing with carbs versus fats versus proteins right that you know with green hell did i was like can i just eat and be satiated and call that good but like yeah, because I think really it's just there's, I guess there's like four four areas of management here where it's just more morale, light, or like, you know, heat, mm-hmm. food, and then whatever statuses are affecting your crew members. So that could be demoralization, frostbite, or malnourishment, malnourishment yeah. or, uh, or I guess an injury. Um, and like each of... It is kind of cool that, like, there's sections of the ship that will help alleviate each of those statuses. You just have to 
yeah, you have to really look and plan ahead and think like, okay, maybe I'm okay with having this guy be demoralized for a week and get minus five morale as a result of that. But like, I know in the back of my head, eventually I'm going to need him to go to the journalist to cure that. Um, eventually. I know, wait, I just want to note that as Zoe's like starting to talk about the things that could start to go off the rails, (laughs) the music just really picked up into like a spooky, like things are going wrong theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the first things that like occurs to me, which is just like a very strange, just like it just shows you like I'm just not the same camera as I was when I was a kid. I wouldn't have noticed this sort of thing. But the first thing that occurs to me like when playing this game in terms of how you manage those different like values or I don't know the levers you have or the different resources is that like you kind of want them to all to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't mm-hmm. want full morale because then if someone comes around offering something that can boost your morale, like it doesn't matter. You can't boost it anymore. And so you would have liked to taken some value out of that for when the moment comes where you get like the boost of morale that's like a burst Mm -hmm. and it's similar with a lot of things like you kind of want to have enough food to be able to do like the like if there's like a food holiday that comes up you want to be able to do that but then at the same time like you don't want like i don't know actually yeah i'm not sure no i think think what you're talking about is like that razor's edge right and for a lot Mm -hmm. of things there are thresholds like for and it's not called morale in this game but i don't care we're gonna call it morale because that's what it is it's called something else um like if you dip below a certain threshold there is it decorum yeah maybe it, is decorum that what it is, is what i think that called. is right yeah yep um if you dip below a certain level like increasingly bad things start to happen right it's like you don't want to go below that but you do want to you don't want to necessarily be completely topped off it's okay to have there be some space like there's just it's it's like you have to figure out there's like there's value for it to be able to go up and there's value for it to be able to go down Mm -hmm. depending on what the game throws at you so like i was experimenting about like when should i like when should i take my captain's you know tasks for the day it's like should i take them right away should i fill up everything first do you know what i mean like should i fill my engines or whatever first i didn't even consider doing them later what did did you what did you decide? I decided that you want to try to find the razor's edge of your of all your values. Hmm. And if you need to put stuff in, put stuff in first. But just don't top it off fully. Mm-hmm. And those are the sorts of things like your heat and your food and stuff that you can add in stuff later. It's like adding some, but not too much. Right. Yeah. Because I do my captain's like decisions first thing every morning yeah but see then if your food stores are low and they come with a food holiday then you don't get it interesting Mm -hmm. interesting i hadn't even considered that because i like to know like what is going on well yeah what my decision points are what the things to do are so but that's why you don't top off right because yeah if you topped off then you don't know what what super value you can get for that day interesting you know what i mean yeah so, so there's like, even more min-maxing in my future is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like I, it's so weird. I never would have thought about it this way as a kid ever. Like I would have been more enraptured by like more of the narrative. But mm-hmm. like there is a system there and it is like suggesting to you how to like manipulate it. 
and yeah. how to how to play it in essence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely try to play, and I don't know how well it's going to work for me. I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys, where I I've, I finished the prologue. I'm going through Act One at the moment. Um, and I like to kind of play like to try to get a surplus surplus of enough things as it is. Mm -hmm. Like so, I will. Because because the resource cards carry over week after week, sometimes like I see the benefit to like holding like five coal cards and like sure. five mm -hmm. food cards, you know, just in case, you know. And so I've kind of been like really like recruiting like the max number of people possible to get the max number of food, but not feeding it into the hoosh pot or feeding it into the furnace all the way and just kind of saving them up. Um, of course, that does come to like the detriment of certain things like, I guess, research or um, expeditions. Like, I think, I mean, especially since, you know, people of certain professions need to be employed for things. I, I had a pretty bad week for all my expeditions, like unearth stuff that required scientists and all three of my scientists were working on a radio that yeah. was just going to boost morale. And I'm like, that feels bad. <laughs> yeah. It's because they asked and you're like, damn it. And you kind of feel yeah. like it's one of those things where like the, the morals of the game are what they are, but it's like, you feel like, maybe it's gonna work out like they think it's gonna work out this guy seems like a party pooper the guy who's in this oh, feature yeah. in this video here yeah templeton <laughs> like he seems like kind of a downer maybe like it will work out and then it like i mean it gives you morale you know yeah, it's definitely not gonna work out which you yeah. probably don't need and so you're like hmm I like do, yeah you know i do I mean? feel like though too there's also i think one of the interesting things that this game added is like there is an element of role playing with it though too because, like, I'm sitting there just being like, well, I want to be, like, a good captain, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a good captain would let them do this. Or, like, I know one of the early decisions Maybe. is, are you going to let them try and dig the, get the ship out of the ice? Mm -hmm. It's, like, the second week or something mm -hmm. like that, as soon as you get stopped. Um, and the guy, come, the, the crew member who comes to you with it makes, like, what I thought was a very convincing argument. Like, like it's not going to work, but they need to feel like they've tried to do it. Like, they need to try to free this ship or they can't accept that they are stuck here for the foreseeable future. And I was like, yeah, you're right. They do need to try. But then you have, like, five crew members sitting there trying to dig a ship out, which you know is not going to work. So it's just a week of essentially, like, wasted crew. And they get, like, mm -hmm. a small morale boost, but you don't really need it at that point. Like, your morale is fine anyways. Um. Right. But I let them do it because I was like, I mean, we're stuck on a fucking ice float berg thing. Like, this feels like the right choice. It's interesting, right? Because is it? It feels like the right choice. I did it. We probably all did it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. is it? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But I, that's what I'm saying is like, this game does feel a little bit different to me because it's so much more personal and like, I am role-playing my captain in a certain way. Like, I'm making certain dialogue choices. I'm, like, thinking about what I want to do differently than I would on, like, um, I don't remember it's called Mars Survival or Surviving Mars, like, whichever one of those it is. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's a purely 
top-down survival mechanics game. Like, there's no mm-hmm. personality in that at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it adds something to how you play this game, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's little bits and pieces where the, like, role-playing stuff matters. We'll see how much it does, you know, in time, but it's like... Mm-hmm. Even, like, right away, they sort of hint at it. Like, if you assign um, the stowaway kid right. and the one-armed dad, like, to some project, maybe it's, like, the engines or something, the dude's like, you gave me a fucking one-armed dude? Like, what are you doing? And he's, like, runt kid? Like, what? What? what's happening? Yeah. And you're just sort of like, no, I gave you two sailor tiles. Oh, interesting. Like, you... And it's like suggests yeah. to you that there's this like deeper element and who knows, but it's definitely cool. That's definitely part of the appeal of a game like this is that deeper element of like the, yeah, the role play, the story, the like getting into that aspect of it, which is, is I think really like unique, at least as far as I've seen for this genre, I'm sure other things do it, but it's definitely like one of those things where that's a large selling point. You know what I mean? And that's it's not just a selling point, but it's like a decision point. It's like if you think you're the type of person who would enjoy that aspect, then it like has such a, a cool flavor to add mm-hmm. to this game. And if you're not the type of person who enjoy that sort of thing, then it's like you're probably going to look at this and go, oh, well, it's not complicated enough for me or whatever. You know, there's too much reading. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I do think, at least from where I am in it right now, which is not crazy far in, it's like maybe there's more that unravels later, but... It definitely doesn't have the most complex survival mechanics of all these games that I've played. Um, but I don't mind that. I think it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun to it's been fun to unearth the story and then it's kind of like yeah, with with just some surf it, it's um you guys never played it, but Highly recommend you guys do. It's a perfect like wind down game, but Citizen Sleeper mm. plays very similar to this in that I think it's primarily a I almost want to say like visual novel in a way where it's just a lot of conversation and choosing dialogue options and kind of reading through a story. And then there is like you know, there there is the, I guess, survival phase. So it's like the reading phase, the get like, you know, the meeting people phase, and then it's the survival phase or, you know, resource gathering phase. Um and it's been like it's it is like a very nice like it relax is a weird term to put it, but it's just like it is a very I guess like laid back experience where it's just like you just get to kind of like cozy up and like you have to really think about like what you want to do with your systems but it's not so deep that you're stressing out necessarily over it but and then there's also like the the fact that it's like you once you're done with the survival phase you can sit back and read the story a little bit more and get into story mode and learn more about these characters and then gradually go back into the survival mode. Like, I think yeah. James, I don't know if James would like this game. Because, like, I know James in the past with, like, games like Pyre. Like, and I think he said it with Citizen Sleeper as well. But it's, like, when his mind gets fixated on, like, wanting to do, like, one part of a game. He just wants to continually do that part. Yeah. Um, 
I'd be curious if he would like a game like this, to be honest. Well, we'll but... see if he lives. Um... <laughs> if he survives <laughs> the winter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, it makes yeah. it makes sense. This is, a, I think, this YouTube video, like, this this picture that they have that moves slightly. The chill beats to freeze, too, picture. Yeah, yeah. is, um... <laughs> is exactly it like this the chill in this game is it's um contemplative he just you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's not rushed it's hmm what should i do yeah you know what i mean and if you can sit back into that i feel like it's nice yeah, it's definitely a really good game to like sit down i mean in the the hemispheres that we live in it's currently getting to be like fall winter time like it was a great game to have like sit down with like a blanket and tea and just kind of like mm-hmm. chill and play mm-hmm. it was nice not to have to like i don't know like you know headshot anybody this week <laughs> or like you know <laughs> yeah, try and survive seriously. attacks because it, it yeah it does have a very different feel it's also like it knows it like like for instance when you when it says like week seven mm-hmm. and it like fades to black or like unfades or whatever it's like really peaceful and like beautiful and like contemplative and everything like it's like really quite elegant yeah when it does that and the the art style in general is like it's a cut above yeah it's a really i like the art style a lot Mm-hmm. it's not i think maybe the most unique art style like there's a lot of games i think that have this type of vibe but it's an art style that i really like so i'm, I'm good with that yeah mm-hmm. it has the like almost like <laughs> i want to say like dating sim art style yeah or like, you know what i mean but it kind of reminds me yeah, of like, it's a visual novel yeah like yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like Spiritfarer, Pyre, kind of. I mean, not with Spiritfarer is the one I was thinking of. Like, yeah. I feel like the artist looks very similar to the Spiritfarer one, which is why I think, like, especially with the piano music, I feel like this is like a happy game, and then people are dying, and mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, this isn't happy. <laughs> yeah, especially at the very beginning when the ship is still moving, and it has that title screen after the end of a week that's like the pale beyond the music there is really beautiful and there's like you're just mm-hmm. going through the water that was very um spirit fair-esque mm-hmm. i mean people are dying in spirit fair for sure you know that's the whole and they're trying to game. explain to you that it's happy yeah you know so maybe yeah. this is just the end it's a, it's a different sort of death <laughs> maybe <laughs> the maybe people from is... this game end up in spirit that's what I'm fair saying. Next. Like, maybe this is the end of their journey here and you know i I love that bridge. Yeah. That's what I'll keep thinking. <laughs> oh. Good. That's what that's there for. This is like a mild side tangent, but I was going to mention that I had a game-breaking bug like 20 minutes into this game. That is unfortunate. I don't know oh, if no. They tell you you can put it, you can mention on the Discord. Well, I was going to bring that up because I could not find that Discord. Because I, I actually was sat there and I was like, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and let them know. Because they say you can put it in their Discord. But I looked up a couple of, like, Steam support forums, and there were some links, but the links had expired, and I looked it up on Discord and couldn't find it. Like, I can't find their Discord anywhere. So maybe it doesn't exist anymore? Really? Maybe they're no longer taking complaints. But I had, um, I think it was literally week two. So, like, really soon, early into my journey, I woke up in the morning, and it basically... You're supposed to wake up that morning in your cabin and someone's supposed to knock on your door. But what happened to me instead is that I woke up on the deck of the ship and I talked to 
Kirk, right? That's his name? Kurt. Kurt. Talk to Kurt the right actor. away. Which was out of sequence. And then all, you know, like, so on the ship, there are little icon buttons that let you go up and down the stairs and move between yeah. levels. All of those were gone. Mm. So I started randomly oh, no. clicking around because it was only week two. So I was like, maybe these aren't always here. I started randomly clicking around and like hitting the space bar and it sent me down into my my into my quarters someone knocked on my door came in and it was him again but mm -hmm. from an earlier cut scene yeah and then he left and i was like cool i'll be right up behind you but again there were no icons to get out of the room and so i just clicked around and hit spacebar for like i don't know five minutes and then googled the pale beyond i'm stuck in the room <laughs> didn't find anything <laughs> Then I Googled trying to find the Discord server, and then I eventually just quit and restarted my game, and it was it was fine. It reset it. Hmm. It was no big deal. It's so... It's a very, the, like... The game was like, you're not allowed to leave. Exactly. Yeah, I was just... Because it happened so early, I was very confused. It did end up not being a huge deal, but it was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, like, sequential game. Mm -hmm. Like, very... Yeah. And so I could see like something like, yeah, if, if you even got out of sequence for a second, that'd be a problem. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any problems like that. Yeah, don't... I was curious if anybody else had experienced something like that. No. I don't know if it's a bug per se, but um, Kurt Darling's sprite is huge on my screen. Like, I know he's supposed to be a pretty big dude, but like... The top of his head is cut off at no, the top of the screen. I don't think that's right. And, and he's very blown up at times. So I don't, I feel like in other scenes, he's like completely normal, but just every so often I'll talk to him and he'll just be like extremely zoomed in. It's just mesmerizing because he just fills up the entire screen when he does so. So I'd like to think that he's like really leaning in very close to you as he's telling you that you know we need to change course yeah. or whatever dude i love this idea that like he's just such a big personality and that's what this is you know what yeah, i mean maybe he's just larger, love, like larger than like, life you're gonna like dude if you were in the matrix like i swear to god you would stay there forever you'd be explaining away like the matrix as it's like glitching in front of you <laughs> right like a tree would just disappear and you go like interesting and like <laughs> you're like how do i rp this in such a way that that tree was never here like i don't know but anyways <laughs> well i thought it was like i thought it was like the game joking about what a big personality he was truly and then but then at the same time like brandon and i are staring at him brandon's like his head is kind of cut off like that can't be intentional i don't think i don't, I don't think so maybe yeah. it's not i don't no. think i haven't noticed it which leads me to believe no, that it no, does no, it's no, not no. happening in my game yeah so I haven't had any, like, bugs exactly. The only thing that I've had is just one thing that I don't think they intend, which is, like, and I, I would expect that we are all having this, because I don't think it's a bug exactly, but, like, when there's, like, a weak transition fade from black, it's, like, every icon on the map is, like, available for, like, one second, and it, like, shows you. So it's, like, your entire screen is just all corners are filled with icons. And then it, like they all go away oh like hmm. there's like arrows all over like yeah. at the bottom yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah i've seen that and it's just uh not chill <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's just not quite 
but you know, yeah, yeah. I just, it's really like one of those things of like, I feel like a lot of the people that found their way to this game on Steam would enjoy this game. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Yeah, I don't think it's a game that you like play by mistake necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you play thinking like, oh, this seems like an interesting like story like yeah. game I might want to. I kind of think that indie games have that benefit for the most part. Like AAA games, just anybody will randomly pick up being like, I don't know, I feel like cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. But they have never played a first person shooter before and they hate violence or like something like that. And like admittedly leave a terrible <laughs> well, they're, they're steam they're review being like, I can't believe that there are titties everywhere. Um, <laughs> this is dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like I feel like more indie games people play because they're looking for that genre or that mm-hmm. thing. They're looking for like that thing. Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before they click on it and buy it. Yeah. And I feel like this is just one of those. Like, it feels like, yeah, it feels like to the person who wants this flavor, this is like, it's almost like the person who wants this, it isn't about good or bad, really. Like, they're not, and it's not that, and I'm not saying, like, that that it's entirely true, but I'm saying, like, they don't need this to be, like, the greatest game of all time. They would hope it's a good game, and it, prob- and it is a good game, but it's like, it's it's a unique thing. Yeah. Is that unfair, you think? I don't know. I, I kind of agree. I think people who are, like, really into one genre of game are willing to take, like, lesser versions of that genre just because they want to play it. But I also think, like, I really like... I don't know what you call these either. Management sim games? games where you manage like a world like kind of construct something Mm -hmm. um and i um will occasionally just buy a random one on Mm -hmm. steam not random like completely random but i'll hear about one i'll buy one i recently played one that was in beta that was about beavers where you're building a beaver city it was great loved it but then i got another one which on the outset sounded really cool and i started playing it and it was like it was unbearable it was not good enough and it was mm. probably fine but it was past the line of like it just it was not it wasn't good enough hmm. and so i think that even within even though i love that genre and i'm sometimes willing to play something like i got some rough edges like that one back to whatever i can't do you remember what that game was called mccoy no so i just think i just remember it it was you're like it's page. reverse building the pre- it's a really cool premise the premise is that like oh tyrannel yeah tyrannel got it it oh. was bad it's such a cool premise but the actual gameplay of it was just not good enough to be enjoyable mm-hmm. i think that happens too like mm-hmm. i'm thinking about you McCoy, and like dark souls clones mm-hmm. like You've tried to play some other Dark Souls clones because you love that genre. And there is still a line where, like, it has to be above this line to be enjoyable. Yeah. I don't... I know what you're saying. I'm definitely not saying that it could just, like, be bad. But, like, this doesn't feel hardcore to me. Yeah. But, like that is good for the right person do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. 
Whereas I feel like to the wrong person, this game is like, yeah, it's like too simple and like they talk too much and there was a lot of reading. You right. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I see but what like, you mean with that. Mm-hmm. But like because it's less hardcore and more like RP and more story, mm-hmm. like as long as it's good, I feel like it's an interesting and unique experience for that type of person to go through and to see the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just has to be enjoyable. Definitely. As an experience. I think just even like the tone of it is like enjoyable mm-hmm. if you can like sit back into it. So then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tone of this fucking music is how many times is amazing. <laughs> Every 20 minutes, I swear. Yeah, apparently um, this OST is great. Apparently. <laughs> I definitely yeah. think too, there is a lot of reading in this game. Mm-hmm. Nothing is voice acted, which mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing Empire was voice acted. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of reading, so you have to be okay with that. There's a lot of reading, and there are a lot of characters. Yeah. Yeah. This can be a lot. Yeah. It can be. I am finding it very enjoyable. I'm finding it very novel-like. Like, it reminds me of reading a book. It reminds me a little bit, especially the beginning of, like, a choose-your-own-adventure book. Because I felt like I was getting to, like, create myself as a captain. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, very intentionally choosing dialogue options. And I was like, this is who I am. Um, I, yeah, I was like, I will be the dashing captain from, like, some kind of romance novel vibes. <laughs> um. It's like I've enjoyed the reading part and enjoyed all the different characters, but I could definitely see if you don't like reading a lot of text, this game would not be for you. Yeah. Or if reading a lot of text is not a good way for you to like take in information, Mm -hmm. this would be challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one one of my worries... I think as I play through this game a little bit more, I guess is because I I think the writing is good and they're definitely spending a lot of time having you get to know characters. I I do worry as things start to go more and more, you know, more and more south and more and more like devastating and you have to like, you know, people will die. I, I do wonder how that's going to affect me and, like, my willingness to continue playing. Uh, if they make these characters, I guess, too endearing in some ways. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that and if I'm going to find their deaths to be justified or bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs> like, if you're really fond of the photographer and she succumbs to some, I don't know, horrific accident. Mm-hmm. right which i feel like it's only a matter of time that girl's is climbing all over the place and i'm not doing a damn thing to stop her because i want her to live her dreams and i'm like she's gonna split open her head and it's gonna i'm gonna feel bad for not warning her and telling her not to take pictures that one time yeah. i'm sure and it does <laughs> but like also like you know the, the dogs like that that will devastate me if i ever have to do something like that i'm going to do my damnedest to keep my food stores pretty sufficiently filled but i do like i the game is definitely putting skill checks out there where i think 
the game will eventually force me to have to make that decision and that's gonna be just heartbreaking for me I'm not looking forward to that (laughs) yeah and I feel like I actually so I actually don't know if I assume that there's like a golden playthrough you can get through where you don't have to eat the dogs and no one dies I don't know how hard that is to obtain because currently in my mind I'm like the hard reset point is having to eat the dogs like I'm just not doing it I will I'll go back to week one like Mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen in my playthrough but i haven't i don't know what the reality will be of that decision so i guess we'll just find out right mm. well even just the kid like i i i, I let the kids stay on i did, did all of us keep the kid no mm-hmm. you guys both did you didn't keep him Okay, so you you were just like, get off my ship. Yeah, I sent him away. I was like, this is, well, I was like, this is not a safe journey for you. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's it's fair. Honestly, Elena, these games are perfect for you because I feel like you can make those hard decisions. For me, I was just like, well, his dad's here. But that's insane. I feel like the hard decision is letting him stay and maybe watch his dad die. No, see, because it's the people pleaser. Do you see it? She just wants to say, yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, but that's like very Even much short-term gratification let... for long-term. I mean, and the amount of therapy that kid's going to need if he makes it out alive. No, it's, it's very true. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if you don't have the kid on, his dad loses morale and you get a work um, for that. I don't remember. I don't think it was very much if he did. I remember there being mm-hmm. some like dialogue being like, you know, the guys are kind of like, you know, upset about that, but they understand. And I can't remember if they actually mm-hmm. took a morale hit. If they did, it was like, you know, five morale or something like that. And it was right. not a big deal. I was also concerned because they have those two choices kind of back to back where you take on the dog sled woman, mm-hmm. who I think it sounds like we all mm-hmm. took, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the kid. And I had already agreed to let the dog sled lady come on. And I was like, I don't know if I want two extra people to feed. And he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I did it in the wrong order where I took the kid first mm. and then Cordell wanted on. And I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we're adding two. Like, because we actually do need somebody who knows how to work with dogs. <laughs> like, yeah. We definitely need to go with this one. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of those things where I like wish I like could... I, I'm doing my best to not like reload as soon as I feel like a decision is wrong. So I'm going to see through it to the end. But yeah, it was definitely one of those things where it's like, I should not have let this kid on. Like, and it's true. It's like, I let my, I let my compassionate nature get the better of me. And yeah, this kid's going to probably die and it's going to be horrific. <laughs> but I shall maybe I, not, though. I'll live with those consequences. I don't know. I'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, I don't know the balance exactly of mouths to feed versus productivity it can be done he can do stuff yeah i don't know if it's necessarily yeah, I mean, a in bad some thing. ways he might be more useful because he just becomes like a sailor right like mm-hmm. a, you can use you can assign him to tasks mm-hmm. whereas yep. cordell like just hangs out with the dogs you can't assign her to do things mm-hmm. true so like you know yeah i mean i think like one of the strategies that you could do it's like is take a lot of people not that it's like super available in this game, but you know, yeah. Versus not, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's hard to say, like, because that you know, in another type of game like this, that would be something you could think about a lot more. Like, not like 
two people like it'd be like do you want 10 more people yeah or do you want 10 less people well yeah like an age of empires like say if like you just make every village or you possibly can well yeah in those games for sure but yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you know we'll see we'll see i mean it's if you can figure out what to do with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna have to reload one of my weeks maybe like go back two weeks or something because i was uh i think some of this game is experimentation as to see what's going on definitely Mm-hmm. And like, you know, well, sometimes you experiment. I was like sitting there going like, okay, I have like, I have my furnace, like unfreezing, like mm-hmm. three people. And I have two frozen person and one frostbite person. It's like, is it going to unfreeze that person? I don't think so if I'm reading this correctly, but right. I wanted to see. Yeah. That person died oh. fucking hard. And then it was like, Jesus Christ. Ooh. Now everyone's talking about it. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like everyone's just going full story about this. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. So. Who died? Who who died? Someone who, on the scouting it? crew. I should have scout too. Actually, maybe a scientist. Well, so I've actually had two people die. I need to think about them. You've had two people die? Um, Yes. Well, that one was that way. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was if you progress further on the ice. Mm-hmm. There can be, there probably is a linear story piece where like a seal charges you. Amazing. And you have to shoot at it. And I didn't understand how the shooting mechanics worked in this game. Because like sense. when the crosshair comes up, it's like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, are you serious? Um, I'm not serious about the crosshair, but there is a shooting mechanic. There is a shooting mechanic. Can well, you explain yeah. it to me now so okay. I don't get killed by a seal? I don't think I fully understand it, but I can, do, I can give you my best to okay. explain. It's through dialogue. So it's like, the thing is getting closer, like, do you shoot? Which gun do you shoot? You have a bolt action rifle. Oh, and you have to, like, like see if you can have it come closer and see if there's, like, another shooting option. Like, is it kind of that kind of probability thing? Kind of. I mean, it's it's okay. like, it's like it, it is coming closer. And you can choose, like, which gun to shoot and to shoot it. Or to hold and wait right. for it to come closer for a better shot. Right. And so the seal was coming up and I held and I held and I held. And don't don't quote me on the amount of holds, but like I swear I hold like four times or something. And then it... And then I, sh- and I was like, perfect. It's right fucking there. I'm going to shoot it. And I shoot it. And uh, it just, he misses. Oh, fuck. I don't know if that's random or if it's just <laughs> me. He misses. I use the bolt action rifle. I think you should use the shotgun if I'm real uh-huh. with you. Uh-huh um and uh so it's like do you want to reload as in like the gun yeah and i was like yeah and then i reload and my dude gets fucking mauled you know in what? the process of reloading because i had waited so elegantly to the last moment or maybe i yeah. went to wait till the second last moment or etc etc so it was not immediately obvious exactly how that was going to go down I definitely think that's an aspect of these games is that like the first wait time through you don't totally know how the mechanics are going to work how things are going to happen like I mean they're essentially roguelikes where Mm -hmm. you're going to have to go back and do something again which is why I like this game save system though because you don't have to then go back and literally restart the whole game. Yeah it's a roguelike within the save. Yeah. And I keep sort of imagining Mm -hmm. because I think Although I don't know, 
I don't know if I'll get there. You know what I mean? Like, but it seems like they're suggesting that research is like potentially the like multi-run progress. Cause like your people are going to be happy with research when you bring it back. But like, what, like for next run? Like I'm like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know about that. I was imagining, and maybe I'm like starting to prove myself wrong on this one, but I was imagining that there was some sort of interrun concept, but it seems like maybe the more we think about the safe system, the more that it's like a story and all these other things, it may not really be like that. I don't, I guess my sense is that it's not an interrun system. It, that this game is just up here, survive to the end, and then it's essentially over. I think that's a good assumption to operate on now that i'm like looking at it more i think i was under the impression that i was gonna die at some point like all the rest Mm -hmm. of these other games and start over again yeah and in that case i was Mm -hmm. rolling with decisions i wasn't as happy with like a lot more yeah because i was actually just trying to like learn almost which i think is the right way to do it like that's how i played Frostpunk is like you're like well, okay not here. this is clearly off the rails but I'm gonna keep going because I want to get as far as I can to like see everything that I can because I'm gonna have to come back and do it again but I think that you're right like with this game you don't have to do that for more than a week basically like if your week goes wrong mm-hmm. you can go back yeah so I think that's like a mindset shift that happened for me like in the middle I might have mm-hmm. to like assess what I mm-hmm. want to do about that with my progress. I think I was mostly good. But yeah, like, I really don't want this guy to die to a fucking seal because I, <laughs> I missed my fucking gold I was just shot. thinking that, like, that reminds me a little bit of XCOM. And, like, when an XCOM with someone misses, you're like, what's your fucking fault, man? Like, you're out. Mm-hmm. You're done. Mm-hmm. Unless it's your main guy <laughs> that dies. Yeah, then you reload. Then you're like, what? Yeah. Not that guy. <laughs> yeah. So it's different, and it's like it's establishing itself for what it is, and it's a very like, like, polished up until the occasional bugs we faced situation. It is. It's like very much a full package. Like, I mean, it's definitely a small studio. I think this is their first game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it's ambitious. I can look it up quickly. for a first game. Yeah. But it's like I mean it's really well done. The art is lovely. The writing. Yeah, I mean, is good. at least on Steam, Pale Beyond is the only game that they have. Mm-hmm. On Steam, Which, like, I mean, who knows? So. They could be twenty-year veterans coming from another studio, but <laughs> their first game is this studio. So then, I feel like that kind of brings us to like, what do we, what do we want to do with this? Like, do we want to? Are we satisfied now? Knowing that there's more to play, but we'll play it on our own time. Do we want to give it another week? Do we want, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just a decision up to us. We could spend something else in favor of Spooky Games Month, or maybe the Spooky Game is the next week of this. This was theoretically my Spooky <laughs> Game choice because it is scary to be stuck on ice. Mm-hmm. It is not the spookiest of games. <laughs> I don't think anyone trusts the spookiest of games except for perhaps Gabe, who claims that Soma, you could just turn off the scary. I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I, what are they trying uh, the lights I, on? He also said, "I would like to challenge." Yeah. That. He also, in the same sentence, said it might be so traumatizing to us that we should instead play Tomb Raider. So he's yeah. a backup choice for his "quote unquote" not that scary game. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of look at that like, mm. um, I'm just curious what you guys think. Like, 
Like, Elena, this is your game choice. Would you want to play more or? I would, yeah. I mean, I am going to play more regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying this game. I'm, again, like, not crazy far into it. I mistimed it. We recorded our episode late this week, and for some reason I was like, I don't start playing the podcast game until we record the episode of Cyberpunk, but we recorded Cyberpunk on, like, thursday friday anyways this is behind this friday <laughs> behind the scenes that no one needs to know um but i like it and i would keep playing it um yeah but i can also understand if we're like we have understood the vibe of this game and we are now ready for whatever the spinner has in store the next vibe yeah the next vibe because <laughs> i definitely think as a podcast like we were in a place of being like we play one more goddamn first-person shooter open-world game, we will lose our minds. Like, we're really I think it's, like, honestly, like, actually, I'd like to play two less. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah, we could have done without Starfield, but... Yo, shout-out to Starfield for a second. But I feel like what what we needed was a reset, and I do love the spinner that, like, gave us a sneak peek into, like, what everybody's reset might be if left their own devices. And this was a great one for me. Mm-hmm. And it is a very different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, People are probably yeah. curious what's on the spinner. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say this so that we can be sure to disappoint you when we don't play all these games or the one that you like. <laughs> but uh, the other ones were Zoe's Choice, Grim Fandango, Gabe's Choice, Soma, and then Asterisk. But it's scary, though, and like emotionally scary or something. Yeah. And so. AK, I'm certainly not playing it. I'm just going to watch Gabe play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all may end up huddled uh, together watching Gabe play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a la Dead Space, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so then he was like, well, maybe like, if that's the case, but that's too much, then Tomb Raider. So he, for some reason, is allowed to just like do that. Similarly, his ratings and things his own rules. Makes his own goddamn rules. We're just thankful that he's here. You know what I mean? he's not here right now (laughs) well he is not here right now that's true but in general he has offered to come back for some episodes and we're thankful um and then i also and then i chose what because elena you chose this game i did right um the pale beyond and then i chose dredge Mm -hmm. which has just been getting universal Mm -hmm. praise and seems interesting yeah seems to be on like game of the year lists yeah and you know that's good enough for me to go in blind so I don't know much about it, but I just know that it's very good. Bro, it's another boat game. It is. Maybe it's the boat game block. Mm. The boat game block. <laughs> so does Grim Fandango it. have any boats? Ah, uh, actually, I do think there is something to deal with a boat. Um, but don't quote me on that. I, there's a lot of wacky shit that goes on Grim Fandango. Mm. There's probably a boat somewhere in there. <laughs> boat block. So then, so what do you think, bro? Like, would you want to play more? Do you think we continue? Do you think we've had enough? Like, So, I mean, I am in the boat. Ha. <laughs> I'm in the boat of... Uh, I, I'm really enjoying this game. Like I said, like, I, I think I'm taking this game at more of a slower pace. Because I, you know, like I said, Brandon and I are playing this kind of co-op style. It's been kind of like a nice way to, like relax at the end of a day and then slowly lose our minds with difficult choices um i'd play more like i said i have my concerns where once things start going poorly i'll be curious to know if i can 
continue playing. I don't know where that threshold is yet, and I have not hit it. But I am enjoying it, and I think even if we don't play it for the podcast, I'll most likely be still playing it, but probably at just a much slower pace and just really trying hard to do each week to the best of my ability. Because even though I've played five hours, I haven't even gotten done with Act 1 at this point. It's been very slow going on my end, mulling over decisions and optimization sort of things. Um, so I'm kind of in the boat of, we could play it for another week, but it, I'll still play it if we don't. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm of two minds about it. I think that's what we're all are in some way. It's like, you know, we have the flavor, mm -hmm. so we could move on but if we're enjoying this brief respite like it's kind of nice yeah um what was that can i add something before sure. you say something? i think too i would not be ready to rate this game yet mm -hmm. i don't know if we put that into our discussion well, I think like if important. it factors in mm -hmm. but i wouldn't want to rate it today because i feel like there's too much of it left unplayed and i'm curious to see how far it goes sort of before hmm. I give it a rating. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there is room for a second week. Let's do it's it. like, do we need to have two weeks on this game? I don't know, but it seems like there's at least one more arc. Perhaps it's a dark arc. Perhaps it's an arc that Zoe quits at. But all right, <laughs> like there's one more arc still left. We'll be in the dark timeline next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I come in, it will be a different vibe. I'll just come in screaming, fuck this game, and just rant for hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. like what a valuable thing to know if that's mm -hmm. where this goes. Yeah. I, I will just say like, at least for me, like I, I guess I would just say like, I am struggling to like interface with the game mm -hmm. personally. That is, doesn't mean it's not a good game. It doesn't mean it's not good for everyone else. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not much a reader these days. I don't know. Like, although I didn't have trouble with Pyre, I'm definitely like, yeah, I haven't really succeeded so far. I'm trying and I can feel what it wants out of me, but I'm not sure if I've been able to bring that to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that will be some people's experience too. I wish I could do better and not be doing that for my own experience because that's like tends to be my my goal, but that's how it's been so far. So, yeah. Yeah. I think too like these uh, I think that this genre of games is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think like not everyone enjoys the practice of holding a bunch of stuff in your mind and min-maxing and trying to figure out like optimization and this game at least so far leans on that less heavily than other games in this genre but not everyone needs to love doing that like i almost think of them sometimes not so much this one but all of the other ones like multitasking the game hmm. where you're being asked to remember a lot of different things and not forget about the fuel or the whatever i don't know if it's like that exactly mm -hmm. i think it's more the hmm. i think it's more like 
my understanding of what it was going to be mm-hmm. versus, which was just like a, just a feeling and it was wrong. But that and with the RP as- aspects of it, I think I've struggled to slow down enough for it. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of different characters and a lot of different like, it's not as much like the management that I'm really having any issues with. It's rather just there's so many different like people and who are they mm-hmm. and like attaching to them. It's like these things are like hard for me in this type of game. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But cool. And I just, I just want to say that like because I bet there are a handful of, a large handful of people that you would know. You know who you are. You wouldn't buy this game on your own. Yeah. And so I just, it's like, I didn't want this podcast to go as like universal praise in that like it is universal. It's not universal praise, but it's praise if you're the type of person that this is good for. Yeah. I think that's a really important distinction. So, yeah. Just want to say, say even if you aren't the type of person that this this is for, go check out Chill Bake Beats to Freeze too. Yeah, exactly. Because they are a real vibe. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, are going to get added immediately into my repertoire. And maybe... I was going to say, I'm bookmarking this to work to tomorrow. Chill Beats to work to and Freeze to. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, perhaps that's where we end it. I think so. It's been a nice refresher for us. I feel at peace. Yeah. <laughs> After a long war. Honestly, agreed so much. Cool. But cool. Sweet. With that, we will sign off. <laughs>